Hail, Holy Mother, who gave birth to the King, who rules heaven and earth forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It's January 1st, and we're outside. How cool is that? Last year on December 26th, the Feast of the Holy Family, we had the latest outdoor mass and shrine history, followed by the blessing of families. Just last Friday, December 30th, we broke that record and had our latest outdoor mass again on the Feast of the Holy Family. Today we set a new record, which we could only break if we have an earlier mass next year. Uh, the earliest outdoor mass in the shrine's history, and curiously enough, we'll have the blessing of families. Something seems to be going on around the feast and our prayer for families, which brings us outside, especially at the moment of asking God's blessing upon our families. And so, my friends, in the joy of the fact that today, in the eyes of the church, is still Christmas Day. As we stand on the cusp of a new year and we celebrate this marvelous feast of our Blessed Lady, the Mother of God, let us rouse our hearts to faith and to joy in the greatness of salvation, calling to mind our sins and thus preparing ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A week ago, a week ago, we gathered in church, very frigid conditions actually, a week ago we gathered and we celebrated the birth of a child. And for the next several days we reflected upon the meaning, the glory, the significance of the birth of the child. But today, we celebrate, in no small measure, the naming of the child. It's one of the curious things that our engagement of Christmas is an engagement without a name. 
we proclaim Christ the Lord, but we name him as the child, the son who has been given to us. It's actually not until today in the liturgy that we have his name publicly revealed to the community on this eighth day. As he's brought in for his circumcision, he is named. The child who had been born is now a child that we can know by name. And that name comes into the world the way the child did, through Mary. How wonderful this is. She who bore him within her womb for nine months, she through whom he shows his face first to the world is also that one who bears the secret of his name within her. A secret given to her from the angel from heaven. And all of Israel, even as it stirs at the news of the child who is born, the child who had been promised, the child for whom they had been waiting for centuries, still does not know the name until this moment when the one who has been told the secret, given the secret of his identity by heaven itself, now as he is brought forward to be received as a member of the community, speaks his name and the community knows who he is. His name is Jesus. What a remarkably beautiful moment this is. And we pause in wonderment over it because it encourages us as well to see that there is a fuller naming of this child, Jesus, that also takes place today because of the feast we celebrate. On the one hand, we celebrate a feast of Our Lady, the great feast of Our Lady. But in the eyes of the church, today is still Christmas Day as well. It is the last of the great eight days that make up the long and glorious day of Christmas. And so it is also a day on which we celebrate the Savior. We celebrate the Lord. And we do so by naming him Jesus and by naming him God. Note the title of the feast we celebrate today. Mary, the mother of God. And note, if we say that about Our Lady, we are making a very clear and direct claim about who Jesus Christ fully is. Not merely a man, not only a man, not just a man, but also God. God, but also man. God with us. How wonderful this is. And note how this naming of Our Lady involves necessarily a naming of Jesus, an insight into his identity, an insight into his greatness. And this should not surprise us because we see that this is how Jesus Christ is pleased to come into the world. And so let's just pause a moment and go back a few days to that night of his birth, to that moment in the stable when, as light 
passing through a window, the child comes into the world and shows his face for the very first time. And as this young one opens his eyes and he looks on the world for the very first time, just imagine that. The eyes of the man-god, the eyes of the Savior, opening to the world now for the very first time. And he sees the world by seeing the face of the Virgin Mary. How will he not love this world completely and fully? Notice this. He looks on our world. He looks on us. He looks on humanity with human eyes for the first time by seeing first the face of the Virgin Mary. As he emerges into the world for the very first time, and those small fingers open and extend themselves, and that tiny arm reaches to touch and to grasp for the very first time. That hand touches the world. That hand touches the human race by touching Mary. Note how marvelous this is. And how the Lord is pleased not simply to come physically through Mary, but she becomes the place where he physically meets the world. He who has physically been within her for nine months, as he emerges from the cloister of her womb, the king enthroned on the lap and in the arms of Our Lady. The king who looks out at the world but first sees her. And in seeing her, smiles, a human smile, a physical smile for the first time on the world and on the human race as he smiles at her. This is what we celebrate today. And note how simply considering these simple but beautiful details, how much we come to see about him and how much more fully we come to know him who draws so very near in such marvelous intimacy to us. And as all of these things happen, every gesture, every look, every movement of the child's young body is witnessed by Our Lady and held within her as a treasure she never desires to lose. Imagine that. We know what it is to love one another. We know what it is to try to cling to and savor and hold on to moments. But they seem so slippery to us, don't they? We never manage to hold them all. We never manage to get them completely. And yet the other thing that is happening now is the simple fact that even though he has left her womb, he has not left her heart. 
And with each movement of this child in the world, each word, each step, each gesture, each encounter with someone who meets him for the first time, that treasury in her heart grows richer, grows fuller. So that even when he is physically distant, physically separate from her, he is never separate from her, never far from her, always adored, always honored, always treasured. This is why the church has long pointed to Our Lady as that one to whom we should draw near if we really seek to know him, to know him in fullness, in intimacy, in depth to know who he truly is because the treasury of the knowledge of Jesus is the heart of the Virgin Mary. How wonderful this is. Note, the Lord is consistent. He who gives himself to the world through her, in her, with her, and by her is pleased to continue communicating himself to the world through her, with her, in her and by her. That's frankly why this shrine is here and why we have the opportunity to gather in this place for outdoor mass. This place founded and dedicated to the honor of she who is rightly named Mother of God. And now as we marvel at this, as we marvel at her knowledge of her son, as we marvel at the way the son loves the mother, we hear now as well, in the words of St. Paul, something broader, something fuller yet. Note what St. Paul says. In the fullness of time, what a marvelously mysterious statement that is. That moment when time, all of time, the time of the universe, the time of the world, the time of human history, became full. That moment toward which everything had been moving, and at that moment where time itself has become full, who is there but a woman? The Virgin Mary. The woman placed by God at the moment where time becomes full. And why? because this is now the moment where the Lord will fill time with his very presence. And so St. Paul says, when time itself became full, God sent his son, born of a woman, born to redeem a fallen world, born for you. And note how wonderful this is. He is born not simply to be the son of the Virgin Mary. Rather, he is the son of the Virgin Mary. She is the mother of God because he comes into the world for you. And so St. Paul says, and from him who is the mother's son, we receive something. We receive adoption. And note now here, in this wonderfully simple expression, St. Paul is now saying, we have been received into a family 
that is greater and broader than our earthly family. Because moved by the Spirit, in freedom we cry out to God himself, Father. And so St. Paul insists, he who comes into the world through the woman at the fullness of time adopts you as his brothers and his sisters. And he shares his father with you. And so on this day, we celebrate not simply that a son has been given us and a child has been born for us. We celebrate that we too are sons and daughters given to God. Sons and daughters born into grace and goodness and redemption. How wonderful that is. And so the implication of what St. Paul says is that she, who is rightly named Mother of God, is rightly named your mother as well, and mine. What a remarkable mystery. The fact that in Christmas we celebrate not just that a son is given to us, that we also, sharing his sonship, are those who are given given to the Lord, given to heaven, given to eternity because of him who comes to us in her, through her, with her, and by her. And that is why on this day we glory in the marvelous fulfillment of that blessing, that great blessing that we hear in our first reading. And at the heart of that blessing is not simply, Lord, do good things for us. Not simply, Lord, help us. But note how marvelously these words are fulfilled in the Christmas mystery. Lord, let your face shine on us. Because over these days, we celebrate the shining forth of the face of Christ. And in the light of that face, we see all that is good, all that is holy, and we receive all true blessedness. And that's going to happen today again in two very important ways. The lesser way, but important, will be after Mass, when we invite you to come forward family by family to receive the blessing of God as we stand on the doorstep of a new year. Over these days where we celebrate the great gift of salvation coming to us through a family, we gather to bless our families as well. And I'll stay out here in the wind as long as it takes to bless every single one of your families. And just so that we're clear, if you're here by yourself, come up. It's a family blessing. Those who aren't here will be included. But before we get to that, before we get to that moment, the greater thing happens. When right here at this altar, I am going to hold him up in his body and in his blood. And I am going to say to you, behold, see the Lamb of God. And in that moment, it is the light of his face shining on you, shining on me, 
shining on us. And the fullness of that marvelous blessing that we heard in the first reading comes to us and more in that moment. Because then we get to come forward and we receive more than a blessing. We stretch out our hands and here in this place, the sun is given to you all over again. Joy to the world indeed. How marvelous it is that we can gather here where nature itself seems to be singing its glory and praise in honor of this mystery. Joy indeed to the world and joy to your hearts and to your homes. Amen.